Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 11 to 1 show. Forget the gym, people seem to be embracing Slothtober. Yeah, more on that after Hadaway. What is love, baby? What is love? Oh, it's a good song to kick off with on a Monday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. Oh, there's a definite nip now in the air. Can't get my hands warm all morning. I'm here rubbing them together. It's definitely dropped in temperature massively. And the warmer clothes are out autumn most definitely has arrived and maybe it is because we're wearing more layers and there's no risk of any flesh being seen because people are very much ditching the gym and embracing slothtober yeah this is a new thing now millions of us are stashing away the home gym equipment in storage out of sight out of mind it may seem until New Year where we sort of go okay now this is the year where I'm going to be so ripped and I'm going to be you know using this equipment every single day bosses at the Boxco spoke to 5,000 of its customers to find out what they were packing away this October and they discovered that gym gear was the top of the October items 15% of those polled saying that they'd put exercise bikes rowing machines running machines treadmills ski trainers and dumbbells into storage in the past fortnight oh get rid of it get it out of my sight I won't be looking at that it's October we're cold we're wearing more layers. Christmas feasting is upon us. There's, look, there's no point. There's absolutely no point. So Sloth, Slothtober, this is what the box company has called it. They say it's an annual trend, which will see many of us putting the gym gear in and out of storage four times a year. So in January, the machines of the gym, gym gear, they'll come out, of course, because the New Year's resolutions. And then by the end of February, beginning of March, most of them goes back in to storage. We give up. Then in June, we go, okay, let's get back into it again. We try to get Beachbody ready. But then in October, it's going back in to storage. And then the vicious cycle starts all over again in January. So the survey revealed that this is also happening across the pond. 13 million British households have a whopping 1.5 billion... (laughs) worth of unused fitness equipment cluttering up their homes. I know that there is definitely an exercise bike stashed somewhere in my house. In our defence though, both myself and my husband actually are members of a gym. So that's kind of our excuse. But uh, yeah, a whopping 14% of the gear had never even been used since it was bought. The study has found, oh look at no surprises there. So look, if you're feeling sort of that little bit lazy, Apparently, it's all down to Slothtober. James Arthur, say you won't let go on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, on a Monday, you might have that Monday feeling where you're going, oh, I have nothing to look forward to. Well, how would you like a nice stay, two-night stay for two adults in the Gateway Hotel in Dundalk? And we'll have your Christmas party night sorted as well. I'm going to give you all the details of our competition. And we've got music from Taylor Swift on the way. The 11 to 1 show. 
Want to give the girl guides from Drogheda Clarehead, Monister Boyce and Tully Allen a shout out this morning. They travelled to the Midlands Park Hotel in Port Leash at the weekend and there was a very special ceremony where they were presented with the highest honour a guide can receive. It's the Trailblazer Award. So the girls, which were aged kind of around 14, 15, took families and guide leaders along to witness this event. It marks really the pinnacle of their time in guiding. So each girl received a Trailblazer Gold pin and uh, also a National Guide Award certificate as well. And the president of the Irish Girl Guides, Deirdre Henley, said uh, that she admired the strength and determination the Girl Guides have demonstrated. She says they are an inspiration to girls everywhere. So fantastic news all round for the guides. By the way, Irish Girl Guides, they welcome members from age five up and they're looking as well for volunteer leaders from age 18 plus. So you can find out more details about the uh, branches in your local area, irishgirlguides.ie. Oh, she's riding the crest of the wave at the moment. Taylor Swift, Cruel Summer and LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, from summer to Christmas time and winter. Because I have teamed up with the Gateway Hotel in Dundalk and they have announced a fantastic series of Christmas party nights. They are happening December 8th, 9th, 15th and 16th. And it includes a lovely cocktail reception, four-course festive banquet dinner, live entertainment followed by a DJ and the full details of these superb nights are available right now on gatewayhotel.ie forward slash Christmas. To celebrate this, they've given us some brilliant prizes to give away on the show every day this week. So our daily winner is going to get a pair of tickets for the Christmas party night of your choice. Then the end of week winner is going to have two nights stay for two two adults with breakfast in the new Gateway Hotel in Dundalk. Terms and conditions do apply. So... For your chance to win, you need to describe. I'm going to get. I'm going to describe. Sorry, the plot of a well-known Christmas movie. You need to tell me the name of the movie. Okay, so today I do have a little musical clue as well, actually, for you for today's one. Okay, so here's our little musical clue. Okay, so a large family rush off on Christmas holiday, leaving their young son behind. Do we know the movie? So a large family, they rush off on Christmas holiday and they leave their young son behind and all sorts of hilarious things happen. 086-1800-658 if you think you know. I'm going to pick a daily finalist towards the end of the show. Don't forget to put your own details on it as well. Picture this, never change, and LMFM's 11 to 1. Some things definitely don't change. And for me, when it comes to maths, I just break out in a bit of a sweat. Was always really, really rubbish at maths in school. And you know these word problems um, that they create for maths? Well, I'm on mathsweek.ie because this week is maths week, running till the 22nd of October. And already I've literally read the title of this and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm out. I can't do it. Okay, so let's see if you can, if the brains are working this Monday morning, just because it is maths week, okay? So our problem, it's called how old is Lucy? Okay, so what we have is Sarah is three times as old as Peter. Max is twice as old as Peter. Lucy is two years older than Max. Altogether, their age is some to 26 years and the answer, they're asking you, how old is Lucy? OK, so let's let's <laughs> let's say this again. OK, so Sarah, three times as old as Peter. Max is twice as old as Peter. Lucy is two years older than Max. Altogether, their ages are 26. So that's what their ages sum up to, 26. How old is Lucy? If anyone thinks they know. Please send it in 086-1800-658. That's going to get the brains in motion this maths week. And we're talking about this because we are uh, going to be chatting to Fiona Lawless. She is head of maths and computing department at DKIT. They are running a series of events for maths week. We're going to join her next. The 11 to 1 show. 
Yes, maths is a subject that a lot of us had trouble with in school and perhaps because of this we might have a bit of a negative view on it. However, Maths Week is hoping to change all of that, making maths, technology and science accessible to all. And this week, DKIT and Dundalk are running a number of great events, including free coding workshops from Dojo Moore. Joining me now with all the information is a woman who has a real passion for maths, Fiona Lawless. She's heads, Head of Maths and Computing Department at DKIT. How are you getting on, Fiona? Hi Sinead, great, thank you. Very excited for Maths Week and all the activities that, that, that are going on both on site and around the region. I would um, imagine so because with someone like yourself who's the head of the Maths and Computing Department at DKIT, I'd imagine Maths has always been the passion of yours, Fiona. Yeah, I was lucky enough to, to kind of engage. I had some really inspiring um, teachers both in primary school and in secondary school here in Dundalk. Um, and I really d- developed a passion for maths. I just loved the idea, you know, that you could solve problems and get to the root cause of things. Um, so, yeah, it, it has always been a passion for me. And, and, and as a result, it's, it's kind of great to, to kind of head up the department here in DKIT. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you said a key thing there, you know, you had some very inspiring teachers because I think that maybe is down to why some of us have a bit of a negative view on it. You know, we might have maybe bad experience with school and sometimes it's kind of how maths is taught. And a lot of the time it wasn't sort of really taught in a way that we thought was maybe fun, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think maths is something that divides the room. You know, you yeah. have people who, who really enjoyed it at school and they, you know, they see the relevance and they, they, they're like, you know, I like maths, I'm good at maths. And then you have other people who who really are just scared by maths and kind of see it as something that's beyond them. Whereas in actual fact, we all do maths in every, every day. You know, we all engage with, you know, um, you know, whether it's buying something in the shop, whether yep. it's looking at, you know, watching it, to even even if you watch the rugby on, on Saturday night, you know, when you see the... You would have noticed all of the the players had little kits on the backs of their jerseys, and that's all about um, gathering mass, gathering data, gathering information from their movement, and trying to use that that information to kind of improve performance. You know, through uh, through individual um, through individual training sessions yeah. and performance delivery. So, kind of maths is in everything we do and really it's about trying to help people see that and and see the importance of maths and see the fun that's in maths. Well, this is the thing and absolutely, as you say, it's completely everywhere. Now, is it still sort of a very male-dominated area of study or are you seeing a a bit more of an increase in the amount of women going into this area after school? No, I think well, we have a, an undergraduate program in maths and data science, um, and we're we're kind of in our second year there. And there would be a good split, a good fifty-fifty split. I know when I studied maths um, at college, you, there were more females than males. Mm-hmm. You know, but okay. and, and by the end of it, we kind of topped the, you know, topped the scoreboards. So wow. I, I I think it's maths is something that is open to everybody, you know, and I think with the explosion of data and technology mm. and and the interest in companies to try and leverage their data and, you know, it to inform business, make better business decisions, I think that the opportunities are really growing. Oh, totally. They really, really are. Uh, so tell us more about Matsui, because this is on the go now since 2005. Yeah, so Matsui, I suppose... Started in it was started in Waterford Institute of Technology, which is now Munster Technological University, and it kind of grew out of promotion of STEM mm. um, and kind of the fact that maths underlies um, most, you know, all STEM subjects and and an awful lot of business as well. So it's kind of grown out of that. You know, it's there's a National Maths Week has been running since 2005. Um, and there are lots of activities occurring right across the country that are open to, you know, anybody who, who's interested, you know, from from walks um, to and talks and puzzle workshops to um, there's an event in the Botanic Gardens on on Saturday as well to kind of top it all off. So there's lots of activities happening throughout the country um, and they can details of them can be found on mathweek.ie. 
in DKIT, we're kind of engaging both internally, yep. you know, within the institute, and, and we have a number of sessions running for our students to kind of engage right across the campus. Um, we have a movie night run by our student club, our student um, Google Developer Club on Tuesday night. And then we also are engaging with Dojo Moore on Saturday, um, running kind of a puzzles workshop there, um, which is open to everybody. A number of our staff and invited speakers are, are visiting schools as well in the region over the coming week, you know, to talk about things like maths and sports. Um, careers in maths, running detective workshops, looking Ooh. at the maths behind selfies, you know, and exploring um, the motion of planets. Um, well, you see, if it was put like that to me in school, maybe I mightn't have struggled so much. So the maths behind selfies, the maths behind sport, a lot of this is, you know, as you say, using maths and making it relevant to, you know, things that we find interesting in our day to day life, which I think is a fantastic idea. Yeah, very much so. And to be honest, I think maths is something that should be accessible to everybody. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 it also, it's it's not even just about how it's thought. It's just about people being, you know, it's preconceptions, even from the home, you know, where, where a parent maybe struggles with maths, so therefore yeah. maths isn't for every, you know, it, it is for everybody and we all do it and we all need to engage with it and choose the levels at which we engage with it at. Yeah. So I suppose that's what was our message, you know, to, it's, a, it's, it's a hugely important, numeracy is a hugely important skill mm. um, and, and removing that fear. It's all about confidence. Maths is about building confidence and being open to exploring it. Yeah, no, completely. You know. And you, you were talking there about the coding event. And as you mentioned there at the beginning, you know, that with all this advancements in technology, you know, there's there's serious interest in coding. So what age group is that event aimed at? Is that open to mainly children or what age is that for? It, it's aimed 7 to 17, oh, I suppose, is, yeah. is Dojo Moore. Um, it's it's kind of a, a, an annual event now. It's been running um, in October for the last, six years so it's it's kind of a national event it's it's run online um and locally we're 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 hosting the event in the carl building on campus on saturday from 10 to 1 um so there's a number of different workshops we're looking at code you know we're looking at coding through scratch we're looking at mm-hmm. web app development 3d modeling um, and then making music with, with through Python. So there's lots of different activities that people can sign up for. Um, and as, as part of that, we're also running um, it, a maths event to kind of tie the t- two in together. So looking at bubbles and shapes and maths puzzles and um, d- d- different things like that, using Play-Doh, you know, to, 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 to look at multiplication etc. So there's lots, lots for everybody. There really is. And as well as that, what I love is um, every morning this week, there's a puzzle over coffee event happening in BJ Carroll's. Now, is mm-hmm. the puzzle hard, Fiona? Because I've just given listeners a puzzle and they're all flying in here with the answer and I haven't a notion mm-hmm. how they even got the answer to this. So, you know, would it be good now for people who are just, you know, really now ridiculously bad when it comes to puzzles? <laughs> yeah, no puzzles. It's 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 they're exact. It's all shapes. You know, it's 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 all different levels and all different ideas. So puzzles are something. Half the fun in puzzles is not getting to the solution. It's just working your way through it and trying out different you know approaches. So it's open to everybody and and it, they are accessible to everybody. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. And I love that you said that because you're right. It is about the actual solving of the puzzle and then that great satisfaction at the end. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well. Fiona, thank you so much for joining us. Great stuff happening all this week for Maths Week. And uh, no doubt you're looking forward to yourself. But thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thanks very much. Thanks a million. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Fiona Lawless there, Head of Maths and Computing at DKIT. So that event, the coding event, right? Dojo More workshop. It's happening Saturday at 10am. You can find out more information about that, by the way. Dojomore.ie and all the different events. Keep an eye on DKIT's social media. You can find all the events happening for Maths Week. I can say Mark Healy 
what a clever clogs you are. Also, I can say Liz Carlin, what a clever clogs you are. I can also say that, uh, who is this now? Uh, Denise, you've gotten what the age Peter is. So you're also a clever clogs. We have, who else? Uh, Anita Godley, very clever as well. Now, how on earth did you do this? Okay, because I'm literally looking at the solution here and my brain is having a meltdown. If you missed this, this is our little maths problem for Maths Week. I'm asking you, how old is Lucy? Okay, so Sarah is three times as old as Peter. Max is twice as old as Peter. Lucy is two years older than Max. All together, their ages sum up to 26 years of age. But we're wondering, how old is Lucy? Keep those coming in. 086-1800-658. Music from the script. And we're going back in time as well. The 11 to 1 show. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1923, Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio was founded. My goodness, all the way back then. And today is World Food Day. It's not only about celebrating the amazing food that we have the privilege of indulging in, but it's also about raising awareness for people who do not have such a privilege. So there's people all over the world who are suffering from hunger, starvation. It's a huge problem in a number of countries and we need to do more to raise awareness and combat the problem. So World Food Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie She's our babe. The script for the first time. Now, Dundalk Musical Society are getting very excited because for the first time for them in Dundalk, they will be presenting their musical All Shook Up. So the show is running from Wednesday 18th, that's this Wednesday, to Sunday 22nd at 7.30pm each night. And the cast and crew are working so, so hard to put this show together. So it's set in 1955. Young guitar player who transforms everything and everyone he meets rides into a small town in a square little state with songs like Heartbreak Hotel, Hound Dog, Jailhouse Rock and many more. Uh, what's not to love about this musical? Uh, so you don't want to miss it. You can get your tickets now. They can be bought at onthon.ie. OK, so that's where you're going to get your tickets now. Still to come on the show, how do we boost our children's self-esteem? Will play therapist Melissa Moore from Delique is back with us, shining a light on this. Speaking of lights, the Festival of Light is returning to Drogheda. More on that. And for the love of God, what age is Lucy? <laughs> The 11 to 1 show. I'm testing your math skills this maths week. I needed to tell me how old is Lucy? The the best best mix mix LMFM. Kygo featuring Whitney Houston Higher Love on LMFM's 11 to 1 I need a higher brain power and you seem to have it that is for sure we are talking about Matt's week on the show today because just about stretching the brain really and as I mentioned earlier on I just have was always woeful really at Matt's in school and you know the problems that you know were wordy problems oh like forget about it you know so I was asking earlier on our maths problem loads of people getting it I want to know how by the way tell me how you worked this out and don't tell me you googled it because that's just cheating so how old is Lucy right is the name of this problem so Sarah is three times as old as Peter Max is twice as old as Peter Lucy is two years older than Max Altogether, their ages sum up to 26. But I'm asking you, how old is Lucy? Sheila and Carrick McCross is getting it. She was fresh in there in 86 658 Loads of them. Loads of you getting it. I need to know, how did you work this out? Okay. Tell me how you worked it out as well. Simply as possible, please. But if you know the answer, let us know. 86 658 Just, you know, 
exercising the brain of a Monday as it's maths week. So how old is Lucy? So Sarah, she's three times as old as Peter. Max is twice as old as Peter. Lucy is two years older than Max. Altogether, their ages sum up to 26. How old is Lucy? The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Farida became the first housemate to be evicted from the rebooted Big Brother house on Friday. She was very happy with her experience despite the early departure. I've never ever barely laughed so much to the point your stomach hurts. I was able to practice my faith with confidence, be exactly who I am and hopefully inspire future generations that believe in who you are, live your true self. When I left, I felt like a winner. Madonna's celebration tour began over the weekend. Her 11-year-old daughter, Esther Vogt, is part of the concert. She won't be visiting Dublin this time around. Ed Sheeran is getting more intimate with fans than ever before. Ed visited fans in their very own homes to perform unreleased music. Here's how it sounded. Yeah, I'm Amazing. Yeah, but I can't get out of my way. Yeah, I'm trying to feel amazing. But this is all that I can feel today. Yeah, I'm trying to feel amazing. Yeah, but I can't get out of my way. Yeah, I'm trying to feel amazing. But this is all that I can feel today. That's the buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. The man is a songwriting machine, Ed Sheeran. He really is. And uh, no doubt we'll be hearing more about from him uh, before the year is out because he just he just seems to churn out the hits. He really does. Anyway, back to the music. Here's Bon Jovi. Oh, Mark, thank you so much at 086-1800-658. We're going to go through this man's problem at the end of the show, but keep them coming in. But Mark has uh, actually gone through the problem and the equation for me. Thank you so much. OK, we're going to get to that later on. Now, last week, you might recall, we kickstarted our series on examining children's mental health. And Melissa Moore, play therapist from Delik, is back with us. And this week, we're going to be focusing in on self-confidence and esteem. We're going to be chatting to Melissa now. Next. The 11 to 1 show. Yes, October marks World Mental Health Awareness Month. We are shining a light, though, on the issue of children's mental health for the next few weeks on the show with social care leader and accredited play therapist Melissa Moore. She's from MySpace Play Therapy in Delique. And this week, we are very much focusing on building self-confidence and self-esteem in our kids. Melissa, you're very welcome back. How are you getting on? Hi, Sinead. Thanks for having me back. Great to have you. Now, self-confidence, self-esteem, two areas that you wanted to focus in on. Why specifically are these areas of concern for you? Really, I think it's something that all children need to nurture and develop over a lifespan. Do you know, we're all learning. I'm still learning and still building my own self-esteem and confidence. But particularly since COVID, self-esteem or difficulty with self-esteem is probably one of the reasons or one of the referral reasons that has really Mm -hmm. increased, certainly in my practice. And I would imagine in everybody else's practice as well. Um. It's one of those things that can flow into other areas of life. So, for example, I would see a lot of children that come to see me who have anxiety Mm. would also come with a low self-esteem. So it's a preventative piece for me. You know, that's why I want that's why I want to bring awareness to it is because so much that parents can do at home. And in terms of, I just spent, when I was looking online earlier on around this, um, I did see something that said, uh, oh, was a study that said children's self-esteem is already formed by the age of five. So from that young age, that's, is that right? Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. But that doesn't mean you can't add to it and you can't build it and, and reshape it if, if it's a low self-esteem. There's always room for change. But generally, the foundations are there, yeah, from, from early on. Um so yeah it's amazing isn't it yeah that yeah. really is that that kind of was very yeah. surprising to me now I find a, a big difference say with, with my kids okay so say my son compared to my daughter at the same age I found she was a lot more independent she would try new things you know she would go to a new activity and not know anybody mm. and go into that scenario no bother 
where he is more reluctant in that in that situation. He doesn't have that same confidence to go in and and say make a friend uh, with regards to this. Like, is it? right then as parents to sort of encourage them to go outside of that comfort zone or would you sort of say have a reservations around something like that? A short answer to that is I would say meet your child where they're at. Okay. And try not to compare them. I know it's really difficult oh not God, to compare so them because we have nothing yeah. to go on. Yeah. Do you know, only only that comparison. But girls do tend to be different to boys. Do you know, they've different personalities. So for a child who's resistant to join a club, yeah, I would absolutely continue to have the conversation and the encouragement around it. But at the end of the day, you know, if they don't want to go into it and it's causing upset, I would sit with that. Okay. And I, I would meet them where they're at. He may just not be ready to go into that, but it may be in a year or time, year or two, he may very well want to go into that. And, and it's about giving him the choice as to what he signs himself up to as well. Okay. You know, Sometimes we can we can live our childhood through oh, our kids yeah, and I've done it myself, do you yeah, know, yeah. you know, I've put them into things that I liked to do. It thankfully worked out and they liked that. But there are definitely things that, you know, children don't like to do and would rather do something else. It's important to um, differentiate as well yeah. between confidence and self-esteem. They are okay. two different things. OK, so let's yeah. have a conversation around that. Then yeah. what's, what's the difference there? We, we often, you know, use the same two words in the same sentence, but there is a difference. Confidence is kind of, confidence is how somebody from the outside sees you. Okay. So it might be, oh God, she's a great dancer. You know, isn't she really confident she can stand up there in front of everybody and talk? But how that child actually perceives themselves internally is the self-esteem. Okay. So they might be well able to stand up in front of class or, you know, get in first place in the dancing competition or their athletics or whatever. But inside, actually, they might kind of think different of themselves. So they might say, you know, I'm no good at maths or nobody likes me or I'm ugly or I don't like my hair like this or nobody wants to be with me. They're, that's self-esteem. Okay. Yeah. So in order to be a resilient, and here's another word that often comes into the same conversation, the resilience we need to have a child that has good self-esteem in order to be resilient. Okay, that's yeah. really interesting to, to see how you've laid it out that way. Absolutely. Mm. And and in terms of, you know, the things that can trigger, you know, in the in their external world, things that might be kind of impacting on, on self-esteem, is it the likes of, say, new things, a school environment change, maybe they're going into a different year, something happening in the school environment or what kind of common triggers are you seeing? Oh, it, could be, it can be anything, Sinead, you know, it, it can be those really obvious big ones that you've talked about. It can be traumas, it can be, you know, bullying, it can be just somebody not wanting to play with them in the yard or somebody just looking at them in a peculiar way or, you know, that particular child just mightn't be in a good mood that day and might be really sensitive to what somebody says or what somebody does or how somebody looks on them. But it's also about, so th- there's, there's three areas for me mm. that really impact on a child's self-esteem and that's the sense of mastery so what's that that means that a child feels that they can do something okay yeah and, I, and I'll, I'll give you examples of that in a second the other thing is about where they fit in within the family so feeling part of the family is also a really good indicator and the third thing is about um you know contributing to the outside world so how they impact things how they impact other people outside of their family so maybe part of the community, that kind of thing. So they're kind of the three areas that really feed into good self-esteem. So in terms of mastery, it's mm-hmm. about children feeling that they have a task that's achievable. Yeah, so we don't set them up to fail. Okay. So it's giving them little things to do at home, like chores as part of their daily daily world. It's not about giving them rewards for those chores because they need to understand why they're doing them. Yeah, so so chores at home or responsibilities, as I like to call them. Yeah, it's just that, Do you know, there's there's certain jobs that need to be done around the house and it's everybody's part to play in that. And it's everybody's responsibility and we're setting them up for life. So, you know, I'm not going to reward my child for putting his dirty clothes into the wash basket for me. Yeah. Cause that's just <laughs> life. Yeah. That is what has, has to happen. Now, there's obviously other areas and that you can give little rewards for in terms of, you know, if they're if they're saving up for their favourite toy or whatever that they do additional ones yes. but they're not the, the normal day to day ones so it's about looking at right what little jobs can my child do every day that they know is their responsibility to do 
age appropriate stuff, yeah. you know. So for the little ones, it might be pulling up the duvet on the bed or putting the laundry in the, in the basket, putting their dishes into the mach- into the dishwasher afterwards. Those little things. So you're not setting a really really high bar for them where there is the possibility of them falling. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that's the first thing. Um. And the second thing then is about where they fit into the family. Do they feel part of the family? Um. And and it's looking at things like do we criticize them mm. for making mistakes? Or maybe not achieving the grade that we hoped they, they would achieve or getting 10 out of 10 in their spellings. So being really careful about that because some kids are just sensitive in nature and yeah. some, you know, it's like water off a duck's back. Yeah. So being really, really careful about that, you know, that we don't set our expectations of our children too high as well. Um, and it's all about, you know, congratulating them for the effort as opposed to the outcome. Yeah. So it's, it's, I noticed you, you tried really hard. You did so much studying for that test. You know, well done, as opposed to, you know. Flipping to the, Flipping yeah. to the, well, you didn't get an A on that or you didn't get, you yeah. know, a H1 or whatever the case may be on it. Um, so that that's kind of one thing to do, but also including them in things like decisions at home. So if there's stuff happening at home, I mean, it could be as simple as dinners. Yeah. Do you know, when we have pasta or we have potato, what do you think? Yeah. No, so you're really using the language and putting it back to them. It's their responsibility. Your opinion matters to me. I might not always agree with it. Yeah. But it do, your voice has a place in this family. Um, giving them control over over situations. You know, if they, if they make mistakes, that you're giving them the time, the space to reflect on that. Okay, what happened there? What went wrong? What do you think you could do the next time? Yeah, let's try that instead of you giving your tuppence worth the whole time. So allowing them to have a voice at home as well um, and just noticing them, yeah. you know. So they might be sitting just eating their dinner and you might walk past them and you might just put your hand on their head or their shoulder or give them the thumbs up from across the room. Those little things are huge. Touch releases all those good, feel good, happy hormones of serotonin and and, and dopamine. Um, and It just gives them, the message underneath gives them that feeling of being loved, being cared for, being noticed, being seen, be heard. You mightn't have to sit down for ages and talk yes. to them. It's, it's a little thing. It's this, those tiny little snippets throughout the day. Or what do you think, Johnny, about that? Yeah. So those little things make such, such a difference to children um, and, and your teenagers and like even your adults, you know. Yeah, even if you think, by the way, that your teenager doesn't want to be touched, there are oh. times when they actually do. <laughs> yeah, and I've Absolutely. noticed that myself. Yeah, completely. Yeah. With my eldest, yeah. Like sometimes you might think, oh, don't don't hug them or whatever. <laughs> but actually, it's the opposite is, opposite is actually true. Yeah, it's about choosing your time and the place, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, definitely <laughs> don't do it at the school gate, like no, or in no, front no. of their mates. No, <laughs> no. And sometimes it's about asking permission. Yes. Do, do, do you want, want a hug? hug? Yeah. Do, can I give you a hug? You know, yeah. what or what do you need from me? You know, yes. um, it's really the, like if you're upset and you're holding the feelings in and you give somebody a hug and the tears flow. Yes. You know, and I, you know it's yourself. A it's a release. One. And here's a, a whopper of a statistic for you. Yeah. One tear contains about 82 percent of stress hormone. Wowzers. So the more tears, the better. Well, you see, I'm yeah. always saying that on this show, that a good ball, a good cry is really, really good. Don't yeah. be holding that in. And sometimes a good cry is just exactly what we need. Absolutely. So do you notice then that kids that are very critical of themselves? So like you mentioned there, uh, like, you know, oh, I, I, I couldn't do this or I'm no good at that. Do you find that kids with low self-esteem will go to that negativity about themselves? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And very quickly. Okay. And and it's our job about cha- to challenge that. Yes. And I can't do that. Yes. Yes, yes. So you're throwing that yes in at the end, you know, um, and challenging them. So why would you say that? Why do you think that? Show me the proof. Okay. Yeah? Because nine out of ten times they won't actually be able to show you proof. So you're 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 putting that hypo- hypothesis down very, very quickly because there's no proof, there's no evidence. Um, now sometimes they might say oh but such and such in my class can do such and such uh, and I would might, might say oh well you know maybe they can do that but can they do can, are they really good at like drawing the way mm. you are or you know you might kind of put it back around like that but I like that that simple word of yes is yeah. actually yeah. Yeah. a lot and, and, it, and it's thrown in at the end in a playful way so yes. it's not condescending you yes. know it's, it's not your opinion doesn't matter and you just can't do it yeah Mm. You know, if you're putting it in a playful way, actually what you're doing is you're you're raising their awareness to it, but you're cutting the atmosphere nearly 
straight away okay. with a knife. Do you know, it, it, it's you're avoiding that negative statement kind of snowballing and making mm. them feel even even worse. Oh, no, it's just yet. Yeah. We can work on it. OK, well, what can we do about that? So and having that reflective conversation with them where you're sitting down and you're actually asking them, well, OK, you can't do it yet, but what can you do about it? How can you improve on that? And, you know, a child that develops self-esteem, particularly kids that have a fairly decent self-esteem, will be able to sit down with you and, and they'll want to actually find ways to work around that problem and to figure it out. Yeah. Sometimes they need us as a, as a parent or, or an adult to, to give a couple of suggestions. Have you thought about trying that? Maybe this would work. And even saying, you know, I felt like that when I was your age and okay. this is what I did. Maybe that's worth a, a, a go. Yeah. But being careful about how you put that across in terms of not telling them. Yes. Yeah, yes. to do something. Yes. Um, and the third area before I forget it oh, yeah. is about how they impact the world around them. So mm-hmm. that's kind of outside of the family. So looking at, are they involved in any little groups? Um, do they do any little, you know, messages for the neighbours or for the extended family around? Is there, a, is there a way of getting them involved in something like that? Or is it just about doing something kind for somebody else outside of their family? You know, so it can be having that conversation. Sometimes with small kids, what I do is I get lollipop sticks. You know, yeah. And we stick, we write one kind act on each one, pop them in a box or in a little bag. And in the morning time, parents get them to pull one of them. Oh, very good. Yeah. And they can be really, they can be kind of centred around maybe school or, yes. uh, you know, depending on what's going on for that particular child. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be just as simple as uh, I'm going to share my toy with Max in school today yes. or I'm going to invite somebody into play or I'm going to say hello to somebody I haven't said hello to all week so those little acts of kindness release all those good feel good hormones again so they're giving them giving you a bump of, of good self esteem to begin with so building on all of that kind of thing maybe just doing a message for a neighbour getting a bottle of milk for somebody or you know that kind of stuff is yeah. really 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 useful and I think we're probably doing a lot of that anyway, most of us, but it's about bringing our awareness as to why. Yes, yeah. why. That's exactly it. And in terms of, say, you know, kids that spend an awful lot of time maybe on their own, you know, uh, would you be concerned about that sort of stuff? Is that something that might be a sign of uh, maybe something going on in terms of a self-esteem issue? Sometimes it can be, but sometimes it's just personality. Yeah. Do you know, um, I know lots of kids that just like to be by themselves and they go out when they want to go out. Yeah. Um, so not always. I mean, I would definitely would encourage the friends thing and encourage getting out and getting out for a bit of exercise. Exercise is one of the most powerful things over our mental health. Oh, yeah. Massively. You know, yeah. Exercise, sleep and uh, nutrition are, are the three main things. Yeah. So and we have got a bit of control over that as parents in that we can. And I've had to do it myself. With yeah. kids Studying for exams, like give me that book and get out. Yeah. <laughs> and I've yes. literally had to put my hand behind her back and who straight the door. Yeah. You know, so there is an element of that. It doesn't always mean that there's low self-esteem. It's just some kids like their own company. And that's not a bad thing either. They're content with themselves and regulated in their own body as well. But I would definitely would be encouraging, you know, a, a certain element. Yeah. 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 So is there anything then that we should be looking out for then as parents that might be indicators of, you know, a low self-esteem issue? Um, Lots of negative comments would okay. be one thing. Lots of those things I can't do or I'm no good or nobody likes me. They're the real typical ones. It, you know, sometimes a change in behaviour can be a big indicator. Um, so like that child locking themselves away in their bedroom okay. that isn't normal for them. Yeah. Um, or not wanting to go to their club that they always wanted to go to. Sometimes that can be an impact on self-esteem. Some of those things can be as a result of an instant. Yes. Um, but generally it's kids not wanting to try new things. Children talking negative of themselves. Um, maybe their hygiene is going a little bit too or they're okay. not taking pride in their appearance and um, that can be a big indicator as well okay um a bit anxious yeah yeah that can definitely be an indicator as well okay so lots there and in terms of what else can we be doing to to help uh, build up and and encourage kind of this you mm. know sort of important self of se- sense of self because we all need to feel that we are you know doing great and doing well at life yeah. i suppose yeah, yeah. It is. It's a lot of those things I've talked about, Sinead, is setting the tasks, so yeah. setting them achievable tasks, um, acknowledging the efforts as opposed to the the outcomes. So noticing little things about them. I saw you put your dishes away or thanks for making the lunch or those little things. Trying to steer away from the good boy, good girl. Okay. Too much. 
there would have been a lot of emphasis in the past in making those comments. Now what the research tells us is actually to, to step back from that. Okay. You can throw it in every now and again. But the reason behind that is if your child has done something that they think is good and they should be told that they're good and you forget yeah. or you don't notice, they're standing and going, what have I done wrong? Why, okay. why hasn't she noticed me? Why didn't she see me? She doesn't love me. And it's like a snowball effect. It just, the thoughts just keep going and going and going and going. So it's more about noticing the acts that they're doing. Okay. Yeah. It's acknowledging their feelings for them so that you're paying attention to them. You're thanking them for doing stuff, for noticing things, um, for helping you out. You are, you're bringing their awareness to stuff and you're challenging their thoughts all the time as well. Okay. Do you know, well, give me the evidence, prove it. Prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're encouraging them in terms of friendships and socially and, and even by getting them to go down to the shop to get your pint of milk for you. Even little things like that, will that's a sense of mastery. Okay. I know okay. how to do it. I know what to say to the man behind the counter. I know how much money to give him. All of that sort of stuff. So don't underestimate those little things. Maybe, you know, you could get them to take control of uh, something at home. So it might be on Saturday, they get to make the dinner. Mm-hmm. So looking at the steps that it takes to do that so I have to look up the menu I have to look up the ingredients I have to go to the shop and get them and then I have to put it together now it doesn't have to be anything you know crazy Yeah, it can be a pizza going into the oven or it can be scrambled eggs and yeah. toast for tea something that you know that they're going to be able to do but can you imagine for a 10 year old being able to do that and you as a family sitting down and eating all that the feeling that that's going to create for them inside you know, yeah. and so often I think as parents, we probably, you know, it's easier for us to make the, the, the meal, let's say, you know, we're so caught up in that sense of I have to do this, that the other. We don't look at them in the way that we should in terms mm. of that they are going to be, you know, fit and able to do this. So that's a really good one, actually, the, the yeah. dinner idea for, for kids, I suppose, of a certain age. Yeah, yeah it's age appropriate. If it, Look, if it's not, if it's a younger child, it might be ham sandwiches. Yeah. You know, for lunchtime, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's something that it's achievable and it's age appropriate. And I suppose the other really big important thing is, and sometimes we're not as good at this, is not only showing them that you love them, but telling them. Yeah. Using the language, I'm really proud of you. I'm so glad that you came with me today. You know, I'm delighted that went well for you. So you can show it in different ways and say it in different ways, but it's really important in a world where they all they hear. You know, and they, they hear so much negativity around them about lots of different stuff that when they're with us, that we have control over bumping that self-esteem up, up and making them feel good as much as we can about themselves. Yeah. You know, Melissa, thank you so much for all of that information. If people want to, to reach out to you, myspace, uh, playtherapy.com and you're also on social media as well. I yeah? am. I am indeed. Thanks, thank you Nate. so much. Thanks a million. The 11 to 1 show. You lied. Take that rule the world and LMFM's 11 to 1 details of our competition on the way right after the job search. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Gosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie PCI Pharma requires general operatives to join their production team at their City North facility in Stamullen. Day shift and night shift is available. To apply please email careers-dub at pci.com Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Gosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie Yes, it's our competition in association with the Gateway Hotel in Dundalk. They've announced a fantastic series of Christmas party nights happening December 8th, 9th, 15th and 16th, including a cocktail reception, four-course festive banquet dinner and live entertainment followed by a DJ. Full details on these superb nights are available on gatewayhotel.ie forward slash Christmas. To celebrate, they've given us some brilliant prizes to give away on the show every day this week. Our daily winner gets a pair of tickets for the Christmas party night of their choice. And our end of week winner will be upgraded to two nights stay for two adults with breakfast in the Newgate Hotel in Dundalk. Terms and conditions do apply. So every day this week, I'm going to describe the plot of a well-known Christmas movie. You need to tell me the name of that film. So today I have a little 
clue for you in the form of audio as well. There you go. So a large family rush off on Christmas holiday, leaving their young son behind. What is the name of the movie? Lots of you getting it. 086-1800-658. We are going to be picking a finalist, a winner for those Christmas party nights on the way. So a large family rush off on Christmas holiday, leaving their young son behind. Name that movie. 086-1800-658. The 11 to 1 show. Okay, we had a maths problem at the start of the show. How old is Lucy? So Sarah is three times as old as Peter. Max is twice as old as Peter. Lucy is two years older than Max. Altogether, their age is summed to 26 years. How old is Lucy? And my brain has gone topsy-turvy with regards to this. So thank God I have you. So Mark says, this is how we worked it out. Okay, so the answer is that Lucy is eight. So he says, I started out with the scenario if Sarah was nine and was three times Peter's age. That would make Peter three. Then if Peter is three and Max is twice his age, Max would be six. If Lucy is two years older than Max, that would make Lucy eight. So he says nine plus three plus six plus eight equals 26. Thank you so much, Mark. Have you ever thought of being a maths teacher? Because that was a lot more uh, interestingly and well well better explained than the actual scenario that I've been looking at on the website. <laughs> Can I just say? That is fantastic. Thank you so much for that. We might have another maths problem for you on tomorrow's show. Now getting back to the music, here's Keen to Grow. Keen to grow with heaven on LMFM's 11 to 1. This was absolutely fantastic last year. I highly recommend you check it out this year. We're going to be bewitched in Drogheda this Halloween with Lou Festival of Light. It's a dazzling light display which illuminates the historic buildings of Drogheda. So it's going to have a magic, uh, magical mix of lights, colour and sound to illustrate the myths and legends from Ireland's mythological past. So it's sort of a di- display of urban animation really is what it is. It's free as well. And it's going to be running over two long weekends, the 27th to the 31st of October and the 2nd to the 4th of November. So they're going to focus on magical stories that are rooted in the beautiful Boyne Valley region. Eight days of different illuminations. So Drogheda's Old Abbey, St. Peter's Church, St. Dominic's Bridge, the former Methodist Church Garden, St. Lawrence's Gate as well. And it uses this fascinating technology projection sound and animation to weave really compelling tales of our mythological past. So all starting Friday the 27th of October from 7 to 9, 9.30pm. So pretty much the Friday and Saturday it's at 7 o'clock. The Sunday the 29th it'll be 6.30 to 9.30 and then the Bank Holiday Monday will be 6.30 to 9.30 as well and then it'll continue the week after that as well. It is just Stunning, really, really good uh, last year. So highly recommend you check it out. Now, what was our movie today? Well, it was, of course, this one. I made my family disappear. Yes, Home Alone. Home Alone was our answer. And I can say, Clodagh Kearney, not sure whereabouts you are in the northeast, but you are getting our pair of tickets to the Christmas party of your choice in the Gateway Hotel. Don't worry, I will have another chance for you to win on tomorrow's show. That is my lot of the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Monday and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring, here for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.